Hey everyone, this week we are going to be talking about content marketing. We're going to talk about how to get ideas, how to decide what type of content to produce, how to decide how much content to produce, and how to do it all as efficiently as possible. Balancing building a successful business and being a superstar mom is hard. And yet, in today's digital world, it's more common than ever. The question becomes, how do we successfully grow a business and children at the same time? Join us for a candid conversation as we share our experiences and insights into marketing and motherhood. I'm Jessie Valle. And I'm Angela Reeder. Welcome to the Marketing Moms Podcast. So this one comes up a lot because content marketing is big for a lot of businesses. Um, It is one of the main ways to market outside of paid ads. And so these topics come up a lot for all kinds of businesses, service businesses and product businesses. And so that's one of the reasons that we wanted to talk about it today, because it is something that any kind of business can use to promote their services and products. Yeah. And I think the, one of the mistakes people make is they think there's only one type of content marketing, but really there's, I mean, all it is, is promoting, which is marketing your Mm -hmm. stuff with content. So whether that content is something like an image or a video, or it's, actually teaching something or it's just inspiring or it it doesn't really matter what content you put out. It's just that it leads back to whatever it is you're selling in your business. Yeah. And also just showing why people should trust you as an authority in whatever area that you're in. Yeah. So content marketing is for building that no like trust factor, but also your credibility in the space and yet at the same time being able to promote your offers and when you have sales and things like that. Yeah. And content marketing doesn't have to be writing 1500 word blog posts three times a week. (laughs) Yeah. There are so many different kinds of content out there and more and more options coming out every day. So blog posting is one option. Another option is video, which is YouTube or TikTok is becoming a really popular content platform. Um, if any anybody else watches TikTok, you'll often hear people say, like, check out my Patreon or merch link in bio. That's because they're creating content to promote a service or a product. Yeah, and and when someone says like Patreon, a lot of times it's, hey, can you know if you want to donate so that I can mm-hmm. continue to do this with my time, because yeah. obviously some people start out doing it for free because it's fun, but then they realize, wow, in order to continue this, I need to get paid because oh yeah, I have bills. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. By the way, there's this thing called bills. Yes. Yeah. And so it's the content marketing, especially with the explosion of social media, has really expanded to a lot of different platforms and forms of 
um, content like the video images, how-to tutorials, blog posts are the more traditional style of content marketing. And and podcasts. More and more we're seeing people. <laughs> what? And podcasts. And podcasts. Yes. Audio. Podcasts. Yeah, audio. Um, yeah. And so more and more we're seeing people realize that they don't have to kind of stick to that traditional idea of content marketing. And there are a lot of new fun ways to get content out there and connect with your audience. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are afraid that they have to be like someone else. Right. Mm-hmm. So I see, you know, so and so doing all these crazy things online and I just couldn't do that. Well, that's okay because you don't have to. That's the cool thing about content marketing is there's so many different ways to connect with your audience. The best way is actually the way that's most natural to you because that's going to make you the most authentic. So take, for example, me and Angela, right? Like, uh, when I, you know, wanted to start this podcast and I went to Angela, she's I wanted to do video. And I was like, let's do a YouTube show or <laughs> or a, a Facebook show. And she's like, Yeah, no. No. <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> if you want me to do this with you, it's gonna be audio. So I said, Okay. And you know what? I actually really enjoy this. You know, I enjoy the fact that Angela and I can jump on here. I'm literally sitting here in a bathrobe. You know, Angela, yeah. you know, is is sitting in a sweatshirt. House She's, coat on. Yeah, her little house coat. Um, and we didn't have to get all dolled up because that's another time, another place that men don't have to worry about that. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, we get to sit here and chat with you guys and be realistic while we're being realistic, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what worked well for us. And so that's why we did it. But there are some people who just feel like they are better on camera or, you know what, not – they hate the sound of their voice and they just can't do it. They get too nervous and they'd rather sit and write. You can do that too and that's what's awesome yeah. about it. And truly the best thing to do is to do all of them, right? Yeah. So Angela and I have tried to start doing that ourselves, right, because we chose – um, Instagram as our platform. And so we'll throw um, some stories up there and, and things like that. And sometimes it's written, sometimes they're videos. We just, you know, start yeah. throwing stuff up there. Yeah. And that is a good point because there are kind of two main categories of content. Like before you even break down into Um, what form that content takes is there is the pre-planned content like our podcasts or a blog post or a weekly YouTube video and then there is the spontaneous content where you'll see like an Instagram live or um, somebody will post something um, if you saw like our Thanksgiving day post Mm -hmm. that was like a spontaneous content where one of us or my post about putting Lucky Charms in my coffee one morning. (laughs) That was just, it happened and I wanted to share it with people. And so I shared it and both kinds of content are valid and they're both valuable. Mm -hmm. Um, So the first thing you want to do is figure out what type of media you most resonate with. So is it audio? Is it video? Or is it the written word? And, and just start there. And then you want to make a plan of how often you want to put that 
cornerstone content out, right? So for me and Angela, mm-hmm. we put out uh, an episode once a week and that's worked well for us for, you know, the past six months. Yeah. And the cornerstone content, if you're not familiar with the term, is the core main content, like the big category ideas of your content. So you may have, if you're blogging, you may have one big long blog on one particular topic and then several shorter blogs that kind of are tangential to that topic. Yeah, I didn't probably use that term properly. <laughs> no, you did. I, I just... No, I didn't. No, you're, you're right. Like your cornerstone content is like, okay, so if for us, because we chose podcasting, we might have a f- couple episodes that are just like the main topic that really hits the nail on the head of what we're about and our message. And that's our cornerstone content. What I meant to say was just like your foundational piece, yeah. right? Like you're your we're podcasting, yeah, the pre-planned stuff. So, so set set that schedule and set that mode right away. But honestly, when we talk about content marketing, that's really important because that's kind of like a, it's like a contract with yourself, right? Like, yeah, I'm promising myself and my audience that I'm going to put out two blog posts a week or one podcast episode a week or a YouTube video every other week, you know, whatever it may be, it just sets some sort of schedule. And I know that a lot of people ask, like, what's the, what's the sweet spot? But the truth is, is it's, it doesn't really matter as long as you've communicated it to your audience and you stick to it. Because as long as they can trust that it's going to happen, that's what's most important. Yeah, the perfect schedule is the one that you can keep. Yes. If all you can manage is one post a week or one post a month, that's fine as long as you're communicating that with your audience. And especially with social media the way it is now, they know, okay, I don't have to catch them right on this day. I can I know that if I, you know, they put up video out every month on the first of the month and it's the third, I can go find that video. Yeah. And another kind of content marketing communication that you might keep with your audience is email, right? So Mm -hmm. we for sure put up our episode at, you know, 9 a.m. Eastern every Wednesday, And then I email about it to our subscribers, which if you want to be on that list, head on over to marketingmomspodcast.com. But basically, I will email anytime (laughs) between Wednesday and Friday at some point and say, hey, guys, here's the new episode. And they don't have to, the subscribers don't have to wait until, you know, you get that email because you know the episode's already come out. My email is more just like a reminder of, hey, just so you know, this is what we talked about this week. So yeah. it doesn't have to be on a set schedule per se because it's not the actual main content. It's just a little reminder. And for some of your other things, like when Angela posts about our episode on Instagram, same thing. Like it doesn't come out at a particular time. It's just yeah. a like, hey, reminder, this is our episode this week. Go check it out. But the actual yeah. episode itself is timed and scheduled and 
dependable. Mostly. I say mostly yes. because <laughs> last week when, uh, you know, we were pretty sick, I got it out a couple hours late, but hey, it was still on Wednesday. And that's only Wednesday. happened once. <laughs> it's only happened once in the last six months. So I think we're, we're doing pretty yeah. good. That's not too bad. So let's talk about how to come up with ideas for content, because that's another thing that I hear a lot as people say, I don't even know what to post. I don't know what to talk about. I don't know how to make people interested. Yeah. Can I just throw one thing in there before we start that? When sure. you're thinking about the more spontaneous stuff, don't think you have to do every single platform. Don't think you have to do right. Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and TikTok and YouTube and like all the things. Pick one to start with. And once you get that settled and you're in a rhythm and you know what's going on there, then expand to maybe a second. But yeah. if you take on too much too fast, that's also going to burn you out. If you're enjoying this candid chat, you can get early access, exclusive content, and more by supporting us on Patreon. Simply visit patreon.com forward slash marketing moms. Now back to the show. So yes, let's talk about the actual content. Yep. So one of the ways um, Jesse and I both like to kind of think about planning content or what kind of topics to talk about is to start with three or four big categories, like we have marketing, we have motherhood stuff, we have specifically business strategy, different things like that, like big content buckets that you can use to sort of guide your planning. And then from there, coming up with X number of topics within those big categories. Yeah, so that it it's almost like breaking it down so it doesn't feel as overwhelming, right? A little bit like goal setting. Yeah, most definitely like goal setting. And speaking of, I'm going to throw in there, keep on the lookout <laughs> in the coming weeks. Angela and I are going to talk about a very special opportunity for you to sit down and goal plan with us. Uh, we're working on a workshop. So if that's something you're interested in, why don't you uh, hit us up on social media or email and and let us know what you definitely want us to cover. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, when we started picking out our topics for this podcast, for example, it had to be a blend of what we wanted to talk about. But then also as time went on, we had to listen to our audience. We looked at our statistics, figured out which types of episodes were getting the most traction, the most listens. And then we were able to kind of continue maybe doing more in that realm. But at the same time, I mean, if it's your platform, you do want to let your personality shine and do what you enjoy doing too, right? Like, yeah. Um, let's say that, I don't know, talking about ducks is something that's important to you and it's not something that necessarily resonates with all of your audience, but that's okay because if you love ducks and you want to do an episode about ducks, then do it because you have to sprinkle some of your own personality in there because that's how people really learn who you are. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So you can take those big content 
areas and choose, break it down to four or five topics in those big categories. And then you can either do big content on those top that topic, or you can break that topic down into a lot of smaller pieces of content. And that's especially useful if you are doing things like TikTok or YouTube videos or Instagram posts where you can break them down into kind of more bite-sized chunks and make that content go further and still make that connection. Yeah. And think about it. You can also repurpose your content, right? So for example, Mm -hmm. um, you know, when Angela and I did the setting boundaries episode, right? So we had a certain number of types of boundaries to set. If we took that entire episode and chopped it up, that right there is several posts, whether Mm -hmm. it's, you know, a little video or just a little card to go on Instagram, like a quote or something like that. Like you can, or, or one of those, what's it called? A carousel where it's like, here are the types and then you swipe and then you get in Like Mm -hmm. take what you did and repurpose it. And maybe when someone sees that on, you know, Instagram or wherever, they might want to hop over and read your blog post or listen to your podcast and, and learn more in depth. And that's the other thing is like, Angela and I, might do an episode where we name off something, but then one of the items, we can pull that out and do an entire in-depth episode on that one item. Right. Right. So don't be afraid to talk about the same thing over and over again, but just like more in depth or differently. I mean, no one's going to call you out on that, right? Yeah. No, that's another thing to remember. Like it's okay to repeat things in a different way because you're constantly hopefully going to be gaining new followers who haven't heard some of the older stuff or seen some of your older things. You're going to be reaching different people in your audience by taking a different look at a specific topic or looking at it, talking about it in a different way. So there's nothing wrong with going back to a piece of content, repurposing it, talking about it more or more specifically, or in a different light to kind of help promote that. Another really good way. Oh, go ahead. Well, I I was just going to say, and let's not forget that as amazing as you are, (laughs) the people in your audience probably aren't going to consume every single piece of content you have. So if you put out, you know, something very similar a couple times, chances are they'll see one and not the other. So it won't necessarily always be a repeat. Yeah. Another really good way to come up with ideas for content is to look at the questions that you get asked a lot. This works especially good for product businesses. If you have questions that you get asked a lot about your product or about um, how things get shipped, how long does it take, um, what is this made of, how does it get made, things like that, those are really good foundational pieces of content for your business and the same with service providers there are going to be just kind of general questions that you get asked a lot and those are great places to start for content yeah i mean let's say you're a software company and you get asked okay but why would i even use that software 
and then you do a big blog post or episode or something about reasons why having that software is really going to save the it take away you want to help people take away pain and move mm-hmm. towards pleasure so how is it going to save them time um save them energy save them stress move them towards happiness what yeah. you know just talk about the the ways that they might use your product and and it also helps people think of something in a different way like mm-hmm. if you are a service provider for example maybe business some business owners don't realize you can hire someone to do xyz yeah. and they're like wow i never thought about hiring someone to do that for me i mean for example when i was just starting out you know so like 5 years ago social media is not like really my thing and i was a you know solopreneur i was getting a little overwhelmed and so I hired someone to help me scour the internet for shareable content, right? Because especially depending again on your platform, but for example, on Facebook, what it used to be, Facebook has changed so much now, but back in the day, you were rewarded for sharing other people's content. Now, not so much. Facebook algorithms changed a lot, but yeah. Um, So I hired someone to help me find different articles on certain topics that my audience might enjoy. And then all I had to do, or I might have even hired her to help schedule them too. But then that, you know, pushed out this content and I didn't necessarily have to scour the internet to find them all. And that's something else you can do. Like if you're struggling with these ideas, you can hire someone. There are people, there are service providers who help with this specifically. They can help you come up with topics for your content marketing and not necessarily like your cornerstone stuff, but like the extras, right? Like, okay, so maybe I should put out a quote a week or something like that. Well, I don't, I don't want to go out and find all these quotes. Like that just doesn't light me up. Hire someone. Yeah. Or if finding the quotes lights you up, but then turning, taking your content and turning it into other posts doesn't light you up. You can have someone else do that. Like Angela and I could take our podcast episodes, hand it off to someone else and say, make 10 pieces of content out of this and they could do it. There are people who do it. So don't feel like you have to do everything yourself. Know that you can hire people to help you out as well. Yeah. Another really good place for ideas is your reviews or testimonials. If you're a product-based business, look at your reviews. And if you're a service-based business, look at your testimonials. What are people mentioning over and over again? So if you have a specific product and you have 10 reviews saying this made XYZ so much easier, make a piece of content for that product talking about how it makes XYZ so much easier because that's clearly a pain point that people were having that they were excited that this product solved. Same thing with services. If you have four or five testimonials that say this saved me so much time or this was so much easier than doing this other thing, make a piece of content about that, how this service is better than this other thing or it saves you more time than doing something this way because that's clearly a pain point for your clients and your audience 
and also use those testimonials and reviews as content. I've seen people do that too. (laughs) Like don't just take those testimonials and put them on your sales page or your website. Put them on social media too. Like I've seen plenty of people post the success of their students in a course or their, mm-hmm. you know, clients, if they're a coach or something like that, like in, in reviews of a product, just post the actual review as well. Yeah. And if you have a hard time with that, because you don't want to feel like sleazy or like you're, you know, look how good I am. Some people have a hard time with that. Just when you post it, make sure you put it into context. Like, hey, this client came to me for this and I helped them with that and I had so much fun and I was so excited to get this feedback from them and, you know, then share that feedback or share that review. So it doesn't have to be just like a drop a review or drop a (laughs) testimonial and then move on. Like you can put some context to it so that you are helping people really connect with more than just like, oh, they said they're like a really awesome person. Like you can put that context in of, oh, they got really excited because they got this service or they got this product. Okay. So I would say today's challenge is to think up Well, it's several things. It's steps, right? First, you got to figure out what's your main mode of communication. Is it audio, video, or the written word? Then I want you to think about what type of schedule you can realistically commit to to put out content. Then I need you to break up. I know it's a lot. Then you need to break up your, your main topics, right? So like for me and Angela, we put out once a week. So we took 52 and we ended up, I think with like five main categories. Mm -hmm. So that's like 10 topics. And if that's too much, then make more categories. Yeah. If you don't think you can come up with 10 ideas in a certain category, just break it up to, to where it seems not so difficult for you. And then that's your basically your what what Angela called it your pre-scheduled stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But then don't be afraid to think about the unexpected stuff as well. What types of things might you talk about unexpectedly? You yeah. know, I I want to just stop there for the week, right? Like just think about the main stuff yeah. because you have to put something out. Yeah, yeah, and I would like to share too, like. I know we are marketing moms, so all of hope probably all of you have businesses. But if you pay attention, you will see big corporations doing this. And you will also see a lot of any kind of community things. So like we have a fire department in a town near us that puts out content all the time. And they're hilarious, first of all. Um, I don't know if it's all pre-planned or if it's spur of the moment, but they're hilarious. But one of the things that does is that it really builds that community relationship for them. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're looking for. You have pre-planned content that's going to be informational. It's going to promote you as an authority. And then you have that spontaneous content that really makes that connection to you as yeah, to your personality, to you as a business, um, and it sort of gives that sense of familiarity to people. Mm-hmm. 
So if all else fails and this really does seem overwhelming, just start with some of that. Just start yeah. putting out content that is you, is spontaneous. Mm -hmm. Maybe it doesn't follow an actual plan, but at least you're practicing getting something out there. And yeah. when it comes to like the written word and you're like, I don't want to write a 1500 word blog post. Well, that's cool. Use Twitter. Yeah. Like <laughs> Twitter exists too. And a lot of yeah. people's audience is on Twitter. So mm -hmm. do that as well. Like just find the place that's going to work best for you and just start. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today. We're so honored this is where you chose to spend your time. If this episode helped you in some way, please share it with another mom who needs to hear it. We're in this together. And if you're looking to spend even more time with us, visit marketingmomspodcast.com for more episodes, free goodies, and ways to connect. Don't forget to check out our brand new Marketing Moms book, now available on Amazon.